Good morning. This is Bible Lesson. Silas Deleke. Our Bible Lesson series is on David and Saul. And we are in the part of the story where David is on the run and Saul is out on his trail. David is tired. He is weary. He is worn out. And he desperately needs some encouragement. This is a beautiful passage because it teaches us what we need to do when we are also feeling bitter and worn out from life. When you are absolutely drained, when your reserves are running low and you are out of strength, you need to find strength in God. When you are stressed or facing difficult times, you need to find strength in God. In our passage today, we meet David at three different locations, at Kela, at Zip, and at Mount. David faces a different obstacle at each location, and through David's experience at each location, we learn something new about finding strength in God. We find strength in God, first of all, by seeking God's will through the word of God and prayer. We learn this at Kela, where David inquires of the Lord. And as we look at David's interaction with the Lord in this passage, we find two lessons for ourselves about inquiring of the Lord. We should be bold in trusting God's promises and wise in avoiding unnecessary danger. First of all, be bold in trusting God's promises. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 1 to 6. When David was told, Look, the Philistines are fighting against Kayla and are looting the threshing floor, he inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack this Philistine? The Lord answered him, Go, attack the Philistine and save Kayla. But David's men said to him, Here in Judah, we are afraid. How much more then if we go to Kayla against the Philistine force? Once again, David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him, Go down to Kayla. For I am going to give the Philistine into your hand. So David and his men went to Kayla, fought the Philistine, and carried off their livestock. He inflicted heavy losses on the Philistine and saved the people of Kayla. Verse 6 Now Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, had brought the apple down with him when he fled to David at Kayla. When David hears that the Philistines are fighting against Kayla, he asked God whether he should help the people of Kayla. God gives him the go ahead. But his men are afraid at first. So David asked the Lord again, and the Lord confirms his word to David. I am going to give the Philistine into your hand. So now David has a word from God. He has a promise from God. And in response to God's word, David and his men boldly go up against the Philistine. And God grant them success. They wrote the Philistines and sent the people of Kayla. Even though David is not yet king, he is already acting like the king. Saul should be the one saving Caleb from the Philistine, not David. David is already fulfilling the role God asked for him in advance. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 1 says, The wicked man flees, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. David acted boldly because he trusted God's promise to him. As Christians, we are also called to be bold. God has given us many precious promises in his word. And as Christians, we have every reason to be bold and no reason to be afraid. Psalm 118 verse 6 says, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do unto me? As Christians, we can be bold in trusting God's promises. And although boldness in response to God's promise is right and appropriate for us as Christians, we also need to be wise in avoiding unnecessary danger. Let's look at verse 7 to 13 of our Bible verse. That's 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 7 to 13. Saul was told that David had gone to Kayla, and he said, God has handed him over to me, for David has imprisoned himself 
by entering a town with gates and bars. And Saul called up all his forces for battle to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. Verse 9. When David heard what Saul was plotting against him, he said to Abiathar the priest, Bring the airport. David said, O Lord, God of Israel, your servant has heard definitely that Saul plans to come to Keilah and destroy the town on account of me. Will the citizens of Keilah surrender me to him? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard, O Lord, God of Israel, pay your servants? And the Lord said, He will. Again, David asked, Will the citizens of Keilah surrender me and my men to Saul? And the Lord said, They will. Verse 13. So David and his men, about 600 in number, left Keilah and kept moving from place to place. When Saul was told that David had escaped from Keilah, he did not go there. Saul finds out that David is in Keilah and notice how he misinterprets God's will here. His first thought is that God has handed David over to him. It was hard tracking David down when he was on the run, but now in Saul's world, he is imprisoned in a city with gates and bars. Saul sees an opportunity and he calls up all his forces to go against David and his 600 men. When David learns of Saul's plot, what does he do? He inquires of God again. He tells Abiata, the priest, bring the airport. Now you are probably wondering what's an airport. The airport was a special garment worn by the high priest which contained two mysterious objects called the Huri and the Tumim. I don't know much about this object. Perhaps there were two jewels or two stones. But I do know that God allowed the priest to use this object to ask questions to design God's will. Abiata brought the airport with him when he joined David. And so David has a valuable God-given means for inquiring of the Lord at his disposal. Once again, notice the contrast between David and Saul. Saul has to rely on rumors and hearsay. David has a direct line to the Lord. David asked God two questions. Is Saul coming down to Keilah? And will the people of Keilah deliver David to Saul? God says yes on both accounts. You might wonder, you might wonder why the people of Kela will give David up right after David has just rescued them from the Philistines. It seems rather ungrateful, and it is. But they probably heard what Saul did to the city of Nob, and they are afraid of suffering the same fate. David inquires of the Lord. The Lord confirms to David that he is in danger, and David wisely withdraws. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shred as snakes and as innocent as doves. Jesus says it's dangerous out there and so we need to be as wise as serpents. We need to be bold in trusting God's promise and we also need to be wise in avoiding unnecessary danger. The key point for us here is David inquiring of the Lord. David doesn't do anything without checking with God first. And we should do the same. David inquired of the Lord through prophet and priest. God speaks to us today primarily through the word of God and prayer. But the key is to ask God. Be bold in trusting God's promises and be wise in avoiding unnecessary danger. Find strength in God by seeking His will through the word of God and prayer. We also find strength in God by having faith in God and fellowship with believers. We see this in our next section with David in the desert of Zip. First, you need to have faith in God if you are going to have the strength to persevere through the hard times. Verse 14 of the Bible verse. David stayed in the desert stronghold and in the hills of the desert of Zip. Day after day, Saul searched for him, but God did not give David into his hands. 
So David is hiding in the desert of Zip and Saul engages him in a deadly game of hide and seek, of cat and mouse, day after day. So searches for him. But here is the key. God did not give David into Saul's hand. David was saved because God kept him saved. David was in God's hand and it was God who kept him from Saul's hand. Saul was pursuing David day after day. David could persevere day after day because God was with him day after day. You need to have faith in God if you are going to persevere through the hard times. James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. God was testing David in the wilderness and preparing him for his future role as king. But you not only need faith in God, you also need fellowship with other believers. Verse 15 to 18 of our Bible verse, that's 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 15 to 18. While David was at Oish, in the desert of Zip, he learned that Saul had come out to take his life. And Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Oish and helped him find strength in God. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel, and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. The two of them made a covenant before the Lord. Then Jonathan went home, but David remained at Oresh. Saul was getting closer now, and this was a very stressful time for David. It is at this key time that his good friend Jonathan reaches out to him. We have already seen the strong friendship between David and Jonathan. And now, Jonathan, at great risk to himself, makes this visit to David in the desert. Jonathan comes not just to encourage his friend, but to help David find strength in God. None of us are meant to go alone, and sometimes we need a little help from our friends. Jonathan helps David by reminding him of God's promise that David will be king. This is one of the best ways we can help each other find strength in God. We remind each other of God's promise. Especially when a believer is struggling or distressed, we take our friend's hand and put their hands in God's hand. Notice Jonathan's humility. He recognizes that David will be king rather than himself. He says even his father Saul knew this, which saw himself we admit in 1 Samuel chapter 24, verse 20. David and Jonathan renew their covenant together before the Lord, and then Jonathan goes his way. This is the last recorded meeting between David and Jonathan. When David was at a low point, Jonathan risked his own life to help his friend find strength in God. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 to 13 says, See to his brothers that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We need God and we need each other. We find strength in God by having faith in God and fellowship with other believers. So far, we have looked at David at Keilah and David at Zip. Now we come to David at Mount. At Keilah, we learn that we find strength in God by seeking God's will through the word of God and prayer. At Zip, we learn that we find strength in God by having faith in God and fellowship with other believers. And now at Mount, we learn a third way we find strength in God. We find strength in God by trusting God's providential care. There are two lessons in particular here. Be alert. The enemy seeks to destroy you. And be at peace. God is in control. First of all, be alert. The enemy seeks to destroy you. Verse 19 to 23. 
Bible verse. That's 1 Samuel chapter 23. Now, verse 19 to 23. The Zephites went up to Saul at Dibia and said, Is not David hiding among us in the stronghold at Urish, on the hill of Aquila, south of Jasmon? Now, O king, come down, whenever it pleases you to do so, and we will be responsible for handing him over to the king. Saul replied, The Lord bless you for your concern for me. Go and make further preparation. Find out where David usually goes and who has seen him there. Then tell me he's very crafty. Find out about all the hiding places he uses and come back to me with definite information. Then I will go with you. If he is in the area, I will track him down among all the clans of Judah. After Jonathan leaves David, the Ziphite comes to Saul and offers to find David and hand him over to the king. Saul is touched by their offer. He replies, The Lord bless you for your concern for me. As usual for Saul, it's all about Saul. He tells them to go and make further preparation. He warns them how crafty David is. He tells them once they know more about David's hiding places, once they have definite information to come back to him, Saul will hunt him down. Saul is relentless in his pursuit of David, and now David has no enemies in the form of the Zippites. The Bible warns us as believers that you too have an enemy and therefore need to be alert. 1 Peter 5, verse 8-9 to says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, pulls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. In other words, what you are going through is not unique to you. You have a common enemy, and many of your brothers and sisters in Christ are also under attack. So be alert. The enemy seeks to destroy you, but also be at peace because God is in control. Verse 24 to 29. So they set out and went to Zip ahead of Saul. Now David and his men were in the desert of Mount, in the Arabah south of Jasmine. Saul and his men began the search, and when David was told about it, he went down to the rock and stayed in the desert of Mount. When Saul heard this, he went into the desert of Mount in pursuit of David. Saul was going along one side of the mountain, and David and his men were on the other side, hurrying to get away from Saul. And Saul and his forces were closing in on David and his men to capture them. A messenger came to Saul, saying, Come quickly, the Philistines are raiding the land. Then Saul broke off the Then Saul broke off his pursuit of David and went to meet the Philistines. That is why they called this place Selah, Haman Aklot. And David went up from there and lived in the strongholds of Engedi. This is the closest Saul has gotten to David yet. And then just as Saul and his forces are closing in on David, a messenger suddenly arrives with news that the Philistines are attacking. Saul breaks off his pursuit of David and goes to meet the Philistines. As a result, this place got the new name, Selah Haman Haklot, which means Rock of Patin. After such a close call, David escapes safely to Hengedi, where he will find both water and shelter. This is a wonderful example of God's providence. Was it a coincidence that the messenger arrived just before Saul and his forces would have captured David and his men? Of course not. This was God's hand of providence. God's hand of providence delivered David from the hand of the Philistines at Keilah and from the hand of Saul at Mount. When you are in God's hand, you are in good hands. David later wrote about this incident in Psalm 54, verse 24. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to the words of my mouth. Strangers are attacking me. Ruthless men seek my life. Men without regard for God. Selah. 
Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustained me. The strangers in this psalm are the Ziphites who betrayed David to Saul. David cries out to God for help and then he pauses. That's what the word sailor means there in verse 3. It's a place to pause and reflect. David pauses and reflects on how God saved him from Saul. And then David says in verse 4, Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustained me. David knew he had enemies us on his tree. Be alert, the enemy seeks to destroy you. But he also knew that the Lord is the one who sustained him. Be at peace, God is in control. The Lord is the one who sustains you. That means the Lord is the one who gives you strength. That's the third way we find strength in God. Trust in God's providential care. When you are stressed or facing difficult times, you need to find strength in God. God is omnipotent. God is all-powerful. When you find strength in God, you will find plenty of strength to face the challenges and tasks of each day. When you try to find strength outside of God, you are only setting yourself up for failure. Before Jesus went to the cross, he went to the garden of Gethsemane. Like David, he was in great distress. So, what did he do? Number one, he sought God's will in prayer. And two, he didn't try to do it alone. He brought friends along to help him, although they ended up falling asleep. And number three, he trusted in God's providential care. Jesus prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. Luke 22:42. He submitted himself to God's will, and then the Bible tells us, verse 43 of Luke 22, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Jesus was at his lowest point, and what did he do? He found strength in God. Jesus found strength in God so that he would have the strength to go to the cross to die for our sins, so that we also could find strength in God. When you go to God through Jesus, God is always there for you. His word is full of promises for you. So, seek God's will through the word of God and prayer. Have faith in God and fellowship with other believers. Trust God's providential care. When life eats you hard, find strength in God through Jesus Christ our Lord. God bless you. Bible lesson. Silas Meloni. Adelika.